welcome to our dumbass podcast's eighth episode. I had to check again, but I also had to think a little bit, even though I had seen the number two minutes before this. Um, how are you today, Lucy? Oh, I'm just fine and dandy. How are you, Nikki? I think my voice is going, and I don't know where. That's great. By the way, I want to note that this is the first time, I mean, we're only eight episodes in, but this is the first time I didn't cut you off in the intro. Yes, we planned that really, really well. Yeah, we two, did a good job. It's, tall, it's called Visual Cues, and I'm getting better. Yeah, so. Visual Cues, that's a good one. Um, my, this is a fun fact, my professor can't see, one of my professors can't see the little hand raise function uh, because of my background. So every time I raise my hand, I have to do an awkward little physical motion, and she gets so, like, embarrassed about it, slash nervous i don't know it's great i'm so excited wait what's your background this is my background the thing that you're seeing right now oh so dear listener what lucy is seeing is like a really blank white wall on one side and a shit ton of other stuff literally crap ton on the other side the hand shows up here and it's brown and she was like it blends in and she, she i was just like okay got it can't do much cool 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 that's great. That's my fun fact for the intro. Anyway, <laughs> what are we talking about? That's a great question. Like, in general, we talk about movies. Today, we're talking about, um, well, to start off with at least, I think we want to get into the variety YouTube series, Actors on Actors, something I'm really into. Turns out Nikki's really into also. Shocker. But, um... Yeah, I fucking, I love them so much. Um, I also really love the Hollywood Reporters, like, roundtable discussions of, like, producers, writers, directors. They Mm -hmm. did one with cinematographers once. I feel like they should definitely expand the bubble a little bit. Because, like, I want to know what editors are saying. I want to know what, like, sound mixers are saying. But, you know, we'll get there. Anyway, um, I have thoughts about the moderators. But, yeah. Yes. You thinking. Pretty much exactly that. And I'm definitely going to bring in my Indian knowledge because I just recently wa- rewatched a roundtable of the 100 greatest uh, performances of the last decade um, through something called Film Companion. It's a very famous uh, sort of like, I, it's not a publication, it's more like a YouTube channel because I don't think they have anything on writing. Right. But um, they are very, very well renowned. The person who heads it is the wife of a very famous film producer, which is kind of sort of. Um, exemplifies how the Indian industries work. It's mm-hmm. very small knit. It's very uh, family or relationship or connection uh, based, like to the to the nth degree, right? Wow. Um, where you know, I have so many like I have a few observations between the two, and I would highly recommend you check out one of those actors roundtables if you're interested in seeing how another country sort of like vibes in terms of their actors and how their relationships look like um even if they've never worked together i think that's pretty significant uh it's almost always in english too so that's why it's fun to watch and it gives you a little taste of the culture besides the whole you know snake charmers and um (laughs) sepia tones (laughs) that they like to do even in extraction which is a chris um chris hemsworth film that came out last year like early 2020 and 
my god, the sepia was just everywhere. Okay, so that's kind of our intro. Um, we'll catch you on the other side after this episode. Bye-bye. All right, so Hollywood Reporter does these really, really famous um, like actors roundtables. I think those are definitely Variety, the Variety does the actors. Oh, well, fucks. actually, they do both. I don't know well, why. They yeah, both. no, no, Whatever. not actors on actors. I'm talking about a roundtable. Oh, 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 yeah, yeah, yes, yes, yes. Okay. Because, yeah. because I think a roundtable is a very different sort of group interview. Oh, which... it's super different. Yes. Um, and I don't know if you knew this, but some countries they actually do group interviews like for jobs, and it literally looks like a roundtable. Like there will oh, be nice. like ten people sitting, and then they have to have like a group discussion, and it's interesting to see american actors do it yeah or Hollywood. oh look it's tom hanks yeah or look it's tom <laughs> or matthew mcconaughey i think he has a lot of like really weirdly zany stuff to say which he's written now yeah. so that's great but but what are Out your of the system <laughs> <laughs> what are your favorites do you remember or let's go even into variety where it's like a completely different format or we can stick to let's just stick to round tables and see okay. what we get so my favorite Okay. Oof. Hold on. I just rewatched. They have like they finally put together like a playlist of all the roundtables. Over the summer, I rewatched all of them because <laughs> I have no Relatable. life. But that's a different episode. Um, I think in terms of actors, my favorite one was the 2015 Emmy actors roundtable. So it's like it's old. Too. I mean, it's six years old, but still, it, it was like that's pretty old. It's like. <laughs> Ricky Gervais and like Will Forte and ah. um, Fred Armisen and like it's just like a it's like an that's a very old, good comedy like, one. Oh, Don Cheadle is there like it's really good um so that I thought was really funny but um I really like the producers roundtables um that's a good one as well just because that's like that's what I'm interested in doing because every time I get like which happens pretty much every day. I'm like, wait, is Hollywood like the place I want to be? Like, I don't feel qualified. I don't feel ready. I can't do this, blah, blah, blah. Like I shouldn't be in this business. And then I watch one of those. And then I remember like why I want to do what I want to do. Um, but yeah, like, makes sense. yeah, I just, I can't pick a favorite producers one, but they're all, a lot of the time it's the same group of people too. Like it's different with actors because you get to like, they tend to switch it up a little bit, but you know, producers are, making a bunch yeah. of the same movies yeah. and a lot of them are there for more than one movie um but like i really love what's her name emma tillinger she is like marty scorsese i called him marty oh my god marty you know That's him like, so all, like, well homies. yeah martin scorsese's producer what one of his like producers that he works with all the time um yeah she's she's great i, I fucking love her um and she's like regularly like the only woman there right um or like one of the only women. Anyway, it's fantastic. I could really, I could go on. One of the best directors roundtables I think I've seen was, I guess it was 2018. I've kind of lost track of time, but it was, mm-hmm. it was, uh, let's see, it was Spike. It was Bradley Cooper. It was. Oh, right. Stars Born. Uh, what was Spike Lee's from? That Black Klansman. Right. Black Klansman. Oh my God. What's his name? Ryan Coogler was there. Wow. Um, oh, the- Black Panther. So it was, yeah. 20, it was definitely 2018. Yeah, 2018. Yeah. And um, what is her name? Oh, my God. It's going to kill me. She's married to uh, Marielle Heller? Yes. Oh, my God. Thank you. Yeah. I am doing some 
quick you doing some research Googling. for me. Yeah. Yes. She's fantastic. She's so she's married to one of the guys from the Lonely Island, which is like fantastic in its own right, but that's a whole different thing. But um Yeah, but she's she's great. But like it was such a great discussion, especially because, you know, obviously Bradley Cooper and what's her name? <laughs> uh Marielle. Yeah. Marielle. I can't remember. Okay, anyway, yeah. They're they're both like actors by trade. Like that's how they started out. Obviously Bradley Cooper started as an actor, but like she was also like classically trained trained, blah blah blah, like, you know, did Broadway and stuff. And so they both had the interesting perspective of actors coming in to Hollywood. Yeah. Anyway, I've said too much. What are your favorite roundtables? That's really tough because I don't watch a lot of the Hollywood reporters. And that's where I come back to like film companion. But I also come back to the fact that I do feel a lot more affinity to the um not the white people sometimes and I think it it does get a little overwhelming too because I think the way that they talk about their craft in Hollywood versus um I'm just gonna stick to India and and the Indian industries is it's very different and there is the sense that like at the end of the day film is a commercial enterprise that should also make people happy sad or like entertain them in some way it's money Um, first and then craft yes and no so there are some actors and one really famous one in in the 100 greatest film performances of the decade he uh he's very famous he's been around for about 25 years but really he's worked in the most uh notoriously underfunded industry within the industry and that's indie films and indie films in india do not have a platform they don't even have like an ifc to sort of champion some of their rights they don't have an a24 (laughs) they don't have an a20 they do now um they really do uh or they did it's called phantom and then phantom one of their founders oh yeah he was um he was accused of sexual harassment so it doesn't exist anymore that's great yeah i know it's fantastic i mean he that particular filmmaker actually made like a very woman focused film in 2014 mm-hmm. uh, called Queen and my god i can't believe like you you know you think about these these men and look look there's a predator anyway so there's no like home for indie film in india but um it's always interesting to see how these actors respond to that so yeah. one one filmmaker is like very clearly like you know we should we should approach we should aim for engagement this is actually what he said engagement rather than entertainment and my my knee-jerk reaction is just that's fucking bullshit (laughs) because i have seen so many and amazing films or like amazing to look at that are not engaging either so uh, at that point you ask okay i'm just watching art house i'm just watching a painting move versus an actual film because there is a def- difference in genre yes. or medium that matters you know like so anyway that's my kind of takeaway that round table is fantastic it has um a decent split of well not a decent like three women to like six men it's a little oh, too heavy on the the men but that granted um one actor was there because of his performance as a trans woman which i know in in hollywood would be like oh what the fuck are you doing Mm -hmm. um in any sort of liberal space except when actors try to be liberals and then they're like no it's just acting no it's fine um but in the in india i 
think that they could have definitely found trans women. But it was more about like um there isn't like a acceptance to the basic just like human rights of it. So mm-hmm. having a really famous actor who plays these very macho roles suddenly transform to a woman and be very proud to be like a woman in a on film, I think was like a much more powerful statement in the context of the culture. That said, do I still think a trans woman should have played that role? Yes, a fucking trans woman should have played that role. Yeah. 100%. There's no reason they couldn't have gotten a woman to play that role. But I don't know. Impact, I guess. Just I yeah. that's their well it serves the story. I feel like we should really do an episode sometime about casting cuz you and I come back to this uh, even just in our own casual conversations a lot of like yeah, and, what suits the story. And speaking of casting, the Actors on Actors variety that I saw with Scarlett Johansson and um, oh, Chris 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 Evans. It's really cute because they're like friends. <laughs> yes, it was very endearing to watch, and I felt it was interesting to see how respectful they were. Because again, the relationship between actors in the Indian industries, like I've noticed that even if they're not necessarily friends or they've ever worked together, they're a lot chummier. Like. Yeah they will be a lot more affectionate and they will have a lot more like enthusiastic respect. So it was really interesting because these are two people who have known each other for like a decade and a half, but they still are so reserved in front of a camera. It was just really interesting yeah. for me to see particularly, but Scar Jo is known for her really shitty choices in terms of being cast yeah. as Asian and non-white women. Girl, you yeah. can't talk about serving a role when you're not the role. Yeah. Well, and also, I mean, this isn't just to take away the blame from her, because definitely in, in saying yes to a role, you are culpable. But then also just any studio or any, you know, mm-hmm. like agent or casting person being like, oh, this seems reasonable. is like, you know, there's a, like it's 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 so layered in terms of like. How many people had to say yes to that decision? Yes. And how many people did say yes to that decision? Yeah, that's a whole other thing. Here's another question, though. Um, Is it really the casting director that's making that call? Because many times... Oh, not always. But just that coming up as a a discussion in any case. Of just being like, this is an option. Like, But should it even be an option, I guess, you know? It's, I find it really interesting because in Hollywood, I don't hear so much about roles being written for specific actors in like massive budget films, yeah. which is a very common theme in India where these are these massively funded films. Yeah. But because they're massively funded, they are being written for a specific actor or you know, a director has like three people in mind and none of them are newcomers or newbies. And I think it's really, um, I think it's really telling of like how each industry works and how connections matter in Hollywood, but I don't think it's as nepotistic as, as India. What, but I don't what know. do you have to say about I that? I will say that I think like, I, I agree to an extent, but I do think that, I mean, despite the fact that roles aren't maybe specifically written, mm-hmm. like, um, the number of time every this, this comes up a lot like you know at home when we're trying to find a movie to watch or whatever and i'm trying to describe a movie to my parents or something and i'll be like oh uh you know chris pratt's in it and they're like well didn't he do this and he's like yeah well he's also in these other five franchises and not that everything right. has to be a franchise but most big budget movies are right now or they're building towards that that kind of thing yeah so um 
you know, w- while roles maybe aren't specifically written for, we'll say Chris Pratt. Yeah. He's still going to be, you, you know exactly, he's a Chris Pratt type. That's what they're, they're casting a Chris Pratt type. So like, yes. why don't you just get Chris Pratt? So yes. it's still very much an elite squad, we'll yeah. say, of like 50 different people who are always getting, I mean, that's why you get, you know, the same actors showing up at awards season in the same, yeah. like, yeah. it. You know, and the thing is, I don't have a massive problem. Like, I will say that a lot of, there are plenty of good movies. Would I like it if there were, you know, more opportunity for people to get into Hollywood? Absolutely. You know, that would be fantastic. But, you know, if we were churning out absolute horseshit every single year consistently, then I'd say, like, yeah, maybe we got to switch things up. But I think, at least from what I've seen, there are enough, I don't know what you want to call them, gems on the screen that kind of offset the horse shit. I don't know if that analogy made any sense at all, but like, no, it, I, I, you know, I think, I think we venture into okay. So the other, I just watched two actors on actors, and I think I've seen, I've definitely seen more um, somewhere, and I've definitely seen a lot more roundtables than I remember. But I've watched them like several years ago at this yeah. point. Um, but the other actors and actors that somehow was just on autoplay. Uh, was the one with Shia LaBeouf and Kristen Stewart. Yeah. Like, imagine that. Like, what a follow-up. So here we have two actors, Scar Jo and Chris Evans, yeah. who are these immensely massive stars in the yeah. most realist sense. Like, stars because they play superheroes and, like, these really larger-than-life characters. Mm-hmm. And they have been playing them for a decade. And then we have Kristen and Shia, who played those roles for about five years of their life and then completely 180'd Shia I don't want to talk about because of his because he's a, an abuser mm-hmm. let's like keeping him out of the frame Kristen Stewart being there and being like um you know like she literally said movies where you can't tell uh, what's real and what's not like those kind of movies like movies about things that aren't even like that don't exist and will never exist like yeah. what's the point about telling those stories um she was there for seaberg which is a, a yeah. film about um the actress yeah. in francois no not francois Truffaut, uh the other yeah guy the other one breathless i know breathless no that was Truffaut. no it wasn't breathless was Truffaut. Uh, no, it's Jean Luc. Uh, fuck. Uh, no, Francois Truffaut. Ah, Jean Luc Godard. Godard. Oh, yeah. Truffaut. Oh, Truffaut wrote it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. But also, Truffaut is like I know him too much for his like. Uh, well, yeah, yeah. But I I know him just for four hundred blows and like yeah. More- I don't know, f- kiddish side of films. Kid- <laughs> kiddish is not the right word. But more like, you know, less yeah. go down, which he's like really avant-garde, I think, in some ways. Yeah. Um, very well, especially new- for his time, too. It's not like if yeah. he's making those movies now. Yeah. No, yeah. No, literally for his time, it was just like, what the fuck are you doing, dude? Um, but <laughs> uh, what's his name? Gene Seberg. Oh, she's American. But I could yeah. like but her like acts like Kristen's accent, she just sounded like Kristen Stewart to me. To the I I don't know. We should talk about this. Is Kristen Stewart a good actress? Should we listen to her? 
personally i'm not a fan but i don't really have a, i'm not a fan of like a lot of people's work so it's you know take what i say with a grain of salt honestly and i i feel like bless you um <laughs> i feel like this is the thing too again we're going off on tangents and that's kind of my fault again but like um you know just the idea that like I wouldn't I wouldn't say it's anything close to cancel culture necessarily but being like and I was talking to a friend about this yesterday the idea of like you don't agree with me on something that is purely opinion based therefore you are no longer your opinion is no longer valid yeah. like that's fucking bullshit I I think there's limits to that but I think this discussion of Kristen Stewart falls into that realm you can think whatever you want about Kristen Stewart I don't give a shit. I just don't want to watch the movies. But I'm sure she's a lovely person. I liked Happiest yeah. Season. She wasn't my favorite part of Happiest Season. Oh, okay. But I like the movie. So. I want to watch Happiest Season because I just watched Guess Who's Coming to Dinner. And I was like, what if Guess Who's Coming to Dinner is gay? And Yeah, it's kind, kind of, of... It's kind of not that. nearly on the same level of, like, <laughs> impressive movie. But, you know, yeah. there's no big Spencer Tracy soliloquy at the end of... The- Okay, Wait, good but, to know. You know. Yeah. Um, it has Brian Cranston in it, doesn't it? No. No, it um, doesn't. Am I just thinking of that other weird? You're thinking of the one with James show? Franco. Of course I am. Yeah, why him? Or something why like him? That. Right. Yeah. The one with the 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 actress is also really fam- familiar, but I don't remember her like name off the top. Yeah. In any I just case, the poster. Anyway. Yes, yeah. yes, because the poster is very. I mean, they're all Christmas movies. They all look like the fucking same. But I mean, but that's the thing about Kristen Stewart and a conversation with Kristen and Shia. You Can wonder you how quiet that conversation was. I, I haven't watched it because I don't. Oh, again, it was I don't have not. much interest in either one. So no, I didn't either. And I, even now, I wasn't gonna. That conversation wasn't as much enlightening as much as it was like fuck can never be a child star or like their list of things not to do don't yeah. be a child star stay in the role as much as you can but like Kristen like expresses this anxiety and she's like you know my my biggest fear is being in my character but not but the camera not being um but the camera not rolling so yeah. like having a moment in the and I was like, girl, do you embody your character so much? Because every movie I watch of yours, I think you're the same person. I I don't, I can't see you beyond Kristen Stewart, my dude. Yeah. So I don't know. It just she, they say she's good. Uh, the French love her. Good for her. She goes to Cannes every year. The yeah. End, right. Took off her shoes. Um. <laughs> I will say what I think is interesting about, and this is kind of taking it back to the actress on actress thing of when, you know, and this is hard to phrase because it's not like I know anybody personally. It's not like I'm, I'm not as tight with any of these actors as I am with Marty. Um, yeah. We'll say, but, um, <laughs> but what I think is, what I think is interesting about them is like, uh, what's one from the last award season. One that I really liked was um, Adam Sandler talking to Brad Pitt. That was a really entertaining one because Wow. They're both such fans of each other, which you wouldn't really expect. And not not for any reason. You just wouldn't expect that like Adam Sandler and Brad Pitt would really have that much to do with each other, just because, you know, it's Hollywood. Um But they do, and Brad Pitt's like really really truly is like a fan of Sandler's work in Uncut Gems. Cause they, they were talking about Uncut Gems wow. specifically and uh Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, two movies that I really enjoyed. Um but uh it was just interesting because you could tell that Adam Sandler was like, holy shit, I'm talking to Brad Pitt. And he's such a chill guy in person, too. It's not like Adam Sandler's, you know, on all the time. So 
that was an interesting conversation, but um, the point that I was trying to make, um, and I I see see Adam Sandler differently now because I've watched more of his stuff. I still haven't seen Happy Gilmore, and I still haven't seen Billy Madison. I don't know why I've left those two. Don't, don't. Don't watch that. I feel like they, I should. Nope, they have not aged. Okay. They have. That's they what I are, heard. But... No, they are so. I recently rewatched them, and I, I felt kind of like sick. Like I felt sick laughing at some of the really? shit. I was like, I don't even know why this exists. I will and... say, I have much. I will take definitely take that into consideration. I just have. I know for myself, my threshold for like things I shouldn't laugh at is like almost no, no, non-existent. No, no. It's not even that. <laughs> it's like it's. I think it's really weird because it's a film that would make a kid laugh. Like I'm talking about, I think I'm talking about Billy Madison because that's the one where he goes back to elementary yeah. school. Um, but then he'll be like porn and then be like child joke. So it gets really like the the lines just don't exist. Yeah. Um, and I love Adam Sandler. I like I love Fifty First Dates. So fucking don't see I've, me. I gotta see it. I I've seen Click. I just watched, um, what's the one? Oh, I just watched Big Daddy, and that was actually really cute. Um, I've not seen either of those. I watched, um, well, I've seen Uncut Gems. Mm-hmm. seen both grown-up movies, because, <laughs> you know, it's important. Um, it's important. We used to watch, me and my brother used to watch grown-ups, like, every weekend. Um, there's a couple more that I've seen recently that I'm like, holy shit, like, Sandler, wow. And not that I, you know, didn't know he was capable of it before, but I know how my, like, my dad is like not a fan of his um yeah but i think so anyway back to the t- <laughs> i'm trying so hard really it's if you can no, no, see no, the no. steam I, pouring I think... out of my ears um but no, i think no, no. like D- don't worry because i feel like this is all relevant in terms of like do we listen to these people okay, yeah so but sandler with his so i just thing. i just think it's interesting that like not that I don't consider him, I do, I, now that I have a better frame of reference for his work, I do consider him, like, a pretty legit actor, but, yeah. um, what I think is interesting about just, especially that conversation is more like, I, you know, I considered Brad Pitt a legit actor always, but I've been watching Ocean's Eleven since I was seven, seven years old or something like that, so I've been, way, like, way more aware of him doing, of you know, stuff. And they, um, like really cool stylized roles. Yeah, and I just he never, yeah. There, you know, I think there could be. I, I haven't seen all of the actors on actors, but there are some I've deliberately avoided, like the Shia and Kristen Stewart one, because I just I don't really care about either one of them. Um, but you know, I'm. I wish I could think of a better example, but the ones that are like, you know, actors that I'm like, all right, like you consider what you're doing legitimate, like when actors justify their shitty work i Uh, guess this is i was trying to say it in a nicer more professional sounding way but um i i find this more on like talk shows and that kind of thing of um when actors are like yeah i really dug into this part and you know like Mm -hmm. x y and z defending something like a billy madison like yeah well here's the the plot point here really informs the character here and i i wish i could find a concrete example in my head but i feel like i see that a lot and it didn't happen in this one with Sandler and Brad Pitt because Uncut Gems was a you know a solid good piece of work yeah I thought and, and most need... people thought so it didn't yeah. need justification it didn't need no. the you know maneuvering but when no. people are like okay I mean like to sort of juxtapose it and the Kristen and Chaya thing and I just remembered this one of the first things they say it's like hands are so lyrical I don't like that 
and I'll say it. I don't like it. I I mean like I kind of get what's going on when you know you like in terms of an acting like in terms of a role I would understand that hands become a really important part of like a character or two and gestures but fuck you because every time I see you I see Kristen Stewart when I watched Honey Boy which is which was the film that they were talking about Ch- yeah with Chai's film. I haven't seen it yet and I just don't know if I want no, to no I would not watch it I it's it fucks you up it's it's really really intense um some amazing performances from everyone including Shia so I can't really like deny him that like Kaiser Soze is still Kaiser Soze even though Kevin Spacey is a rapist I was gonna say I'm very much a separate art from artist thing because otherwise I'd have nothing to watch (laughs) but yeah I I think that's the stupid and shitty part of it but like at the same time I grit my teeth in some ways like there's this very famous comedian um in Indian cinema who's been kind of like apparently sort of harassing who's harassed people in the past and it's it's like in the Indian cinema so it's really tough to like gauge who's the source and like where how the news is being filtered but mm. I every time I see you on screen now I'm just like fuck yuck but as a kid like he was super fucking funny and yeah he's an he's an amazing actor and same with Kevin Spade oh gosh but also Adam Rapp is amazing and like in like Rent like his role in Rent is like cute as hell but whatever in any case sort of the whole like performances and talking about your performances and then deconstructing how someone acts i don't know mixed results like sometimes you don't need to know how an actor does a specific role in a specific way i actually so i'm in the middle right you know do you know who mike nichols is no i don't okay he's uh he's a famous or he was a famous director he died i don't know four years ago five years ago sometime anyway um he started out uh as a comedian he would do like sketch kind of and then he and his uh who ended up being his comedy partner elaine may they became really popular they would perform on broadway and on radio on tv and whatever so they did all that and then he had the opportunity to uh direct movies so he did who's afraid of virginia wolf and he did the graduate those are his um and in between he's done or he did lots of uh, Broadway plays and stuff like that. So he had a right. lot of success there. And then much later, the 70s were kind of a dip for him. And then he came back. He did he did Silkwood. He did The Birdcage. You know, all these movies. Um, anyway, uh, I'm reading the, this biography of him just came out like a month or two ago. Um, and so I'm in the middle of it right now. I'm in the, I'm in the 70s, in the late 70s right now. Um, <laughs> nice. But... Uh, but that touches on something, uh, what I think is really interesting and something I've never truly understood. And this is what, uh, this is one of those things that freaks me out about like, do, can I actually do this job that I want? Can I actually work in Hollywood in this capacity? I don't truly understand acting. And I think it's it's one of those things that I, I don't, I don't know how to do it really. I mean, I, I can do it to an extent, you know, I've had to for like school or whatever. So, you know. But wait, have you, have you ever done like musical, like theater or yeah it was required at the elementary school that i went to so i've done it in in that capacity we everybody can you can you remind listeners how old one is in elementary school i was well yeah i was from the ages of what seven to twelve okay yeah so and i like to be fair and you know not to brag i I was the lead one year so i had a fair amount to do but I still don't really get it. I feel like I, I like to perform and I like to talk, but I don't really 
the nuances of acting are completely lost on me. But what I think about is interesting when I read about really any director, but it's interesting mm. because of Mike Nichols specifically, because he started out on stage. He started out with a fascination for acting and that kind of thing. Like his directorial style is very much um, not so much like I need you to walk from this space to this space and like do that. Like he, he did, he did get into the physical part of it, but a lot of it was like, you know, very much based on character and like, how can I get these people to change their right. behavior? And that informs the rest of the character. And then you just do it and you film it and then it's out. And even that, I don't know how to explain because that seems like that's what just what directing is. But I don't know. I, I don't understand how acting works. I just don't fucking get it. So when I watch actors on actors, it's interesting because a lot of the times there are movies that I enjoy. Like Once Upon a Time in Hollywood is so fucking funny. I love that movie so much. We just watched it again this week. Wow. I, I love it. wish I had that pa- passion for that film, but... It... Hmm. Yeah, no, that's... Everyone I know has has that feeling about it. Like, I'm the only person I know that, like... Mm. I've seen it, like, four or five times. I just think it's fucking brilliant. But, um, you know, that's why I didn't mind watching the actors on actors for that one. Because I was like, mm-hmm. oh, I'm really interested. Like, how did the rest of it work? And, you know, a lot of the time... Maybe just to keep the conversation interesting, maybe this is just where this one went. But, you know, they talk a lot about how the movie was made, the rest of it, how it was all put together. Right. And stuff. So that that's the stuff I'm interested in. But I just, I don't get, like, sometimes I notice when I watch these actors on actors, because they're generally about half an hour long, sometimes 40 minutes. Yes, they, they can Like, 20 minutes them. in, I'm like, Jesus, I don't know what you're talking about when you're saying, like, the character informs blah, 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 or, you know, I noticed that but I, okay, so such I think, and such a director is really supportive. Like, what does that I'm mean? getting, so, so I think I'm on such a different, like, left field of that, because I love acting. I've acted in significant enough roles um, during high school, so much so that I would totally like try. I would have totally wanted to do theater in Pomona, but really, um, yeah, no, hundred percent. Like I would have, like as a freshman, if I, I would have felt better in my body if I felt like I wouldn't be typecast for yeah not being tall and skinny and a little whiter. When well, you're also I, being cast by other college students, so it's not like they would have made like great decisions. <laughs> You know? No, and that's the other thing. It's just, I feel like it would have not been, I, I don't know, I felt intimidated by the environment. And right. that's the, I think that's the, the bane of acting is the fact that you're being judged on looks rather than skill a lot of the time. Yeah. And it just becomes like, it just becomes one big thing. And, but I, I love watching actors because I can understand what they're going through. So when, when a director is supportive, I understand that it it's it's depending on an actor, it would mean room to improvise or room to get really, really heady and into the role to the point where they're almost, yeah. you know, in method in Stanislavski, but they're like, they have that sort of, um, I know yeah. I find it bizarre. I don't like, uh, fuck. What is his name? Lee. Oh, Strasberg. Lee Strasberg. I don't think that school of thought is method. No, I don't like method. I don't think yeah, you me should neither. do method. I I think it's a fucked up idea to have like fucking Daniel Day Lewis be Abraham Lincoln while like, sleeping next to his wife. The fucking hat, like <laughs> you know, that's, and that's what I'm saying. I don't get. Yeah. I don't like. Yeah. I I get the principles of it because if you say. The thing is, as soon as I said, as soon as I said, I don't know what being a supportive director means. I no, no, no. Do, like, I know. I think I you understand do, what but... it is, but like I just. I get it and I don't get it. And I don't know how to explain it any better than how I just did, which isn't really an explanation, but I just, I don't fucking understand. I, I don't. I think it's do really difficult because the mechanics and then what you see is so different mm-hmm. because 
what do you see like in a say like you're watching cg being made you know exactly what's going on right yeah you can see the sausage being made and it's very easy but acting is all internalized and then externalized as a as a performance as a role and one feeling comfortable in a camera in itself i feel very foreign to myself i i love the stage for the reason that like it exists in the moment and then it disappears and i never have to care um and if i were like a serious enough actor i think i would definitely prefer a stage so much more just because there's a lot more intimacy in a role but you're right stage definitely prioritizes the actor but film doesn't necessarily need to and film almost always treats the actor as an object yeah, and that's what this book gets to the heart of pretty quickly is like that's what made Nichols such a an interesting director mm-hmm. was that um and critics have said I mean, you know, a lot of the time in this book they'll go back to like how how his work was reviewed critically, <laughs> right. how that affected him. But like, you know, a lot of times they would say it seems like it would be bogged down by the amount because he did have a lot in his productions, he would do a lot of stuff in the background. He'd have like impeccable set design, he'd have lots of props and all this stuff, and they were like, and yet that stuff didn't overshadow like in his good work that stuff didn't right. overshadow the acting even though there was so much of both the acting still shone through but yeah you know. it's like wes anderson versus mike nichols yeah i love wes anderson though Actually, i don't know how you can that is i love the it. most I fucking love it I, well i'm glad you love it but you also can love the avengers that's yeah Yes, I would never, I would never shun either one. I will say though, I think your relationship to acting, I I relate that to my um, view of my my relationship with like comedy. Not that I've I haven't done any. Stand- I mean, I've done informal stand up in the sense that you know I just yeah. try to make my friends laugh at lunch. But I understand the mechanics of a joke. I understand. Yes. Like I've watched so much fucking stand up on Netflix and on HBO and whatever that like you know, Comedy Central, that, like, I can kind of figure out, like, how the special is going to go. I know I know how to do those things. Yeah. I understand how that works. And so, in that sense, I love the idea of performing. Every time we're watching a comedy special, because that's another thing we watch a lot at home, I'm always looking at the crowd, and I'm always like, that's not big enough. Like, that's, like, yeah, 5,000 people is a lot of people, but, like, no, I need, like, to... when Kevin Hart performed for an entire football stadium, I was like, that seems about right. You know, because you can see, like, I just I need so many people around, but I can't. At the same time, though, when we consider something like acting in front of a camera, I'm like, um, that fucking freaks me out because it's people watching you. Like somehow, I can't. I can't. Yeah, yeah, no, no. Find the difference. No, there is a difference though between like two hundred or twenty, twenty to two hundred people in a room, maybe a closed room, maybe on location, wherever, versus like. 3,000 people in a stadium. There is a significant difference. Or like 500, 600 people in seats where lights are shining on you and not on them. And I think that is a very different, like, atmosphere. Um, The one set that I have been on, which was really, really, like, minuscule, like, it was for a school project, or not school, but, like, a a, a student film, basically. Right. Um, And the lights, the lights will never, it's, You'll never get over how fucking hot those lights are. They are are. bright. They are very bright. And if you want it to look any sort of day or even, like, if it's, and especially it's during a night, night shoot, but it's not in the night. Yeah, if you're cheating, yeah. If you're cheating, you know, it's just, mm, girl, those, those are terrifying. Like, you're sitting there, you're sweating, 
I don't know how actors don't care about like bodily perception. There's like a lot of, I don't know, but you're right. I think listening to actors on actors, roundtables, they get you to understand parts of the internalized aspects of film. Yeah. Stuff that like you will never hear about. An actor will never write a book about the specific character. Yeah. Well, and they're also, they're not trying to please like a Jimmy Fallon or a Kimmel or a Conan yes. or a Seth Meyers or anybody. It's two people talking to each other about something that they both know. And so even though the conversation is still kind of skewed sometimes, like, again, like a uh, an Adam Sandler and a Brad Pitt, mm-hmm. they don't make similar movies. They never have. Except maybe with the exception of Uncut Gems. They don't make the same movies. Right. With no, the same really people, don't. the same, you know, studio setups, blah, blah, blah. But there's a commonality of like, we both had to go through the shared experience. Whereas something, I think what makes the Scarlett Johansson, Chris Evans conversation so great is that not only have they made the same movies together before, they both have different career trajectories, mm-hmm. obviously. Mm-hmm. You know, Scarlett started out with some more indie stuff. Then did a little bit of the, you know, Hollywood shit and then did Avengers and now, you know, two Oscar nominations last year, whatever. Whereas Chris has had a slightly different trajectory, but like they both know each other really well and they both worked on the same movies for so long that their common language is, you know, it's like growing up next to each other, you know, on the same street, the same town, like, you know. Like, those kind of working professional relationships are really fun to see because they can also translate in other parts of your life, right? Being able to be comfortable with, with, again, people that you work with, like, significantly. But I I, I don't know. I think the appeal in those are just so odd because, like, if you look at it, 4.6 million people or six, let's say, people, views, whatever, watch the full 50-minute Brad Pitt, Adam Sandler act on it. I've seen it, like, three times, too, so I'm, like, you know... The numbers yeah. skewed, yeah. But. Well, yeah, and but that's the thing. And almost two point two million people watched a 2015 comedy actor roundtable with Ricky Gervais, Jordan Peele. This is the one that you mentioned. Jordan Peele, yeah, that's Jordan yeah. Peele. Fred Armisen, who I, my God, I look up to this man so much. He's also, I think, he's also a Pacific Northwester, and that's why, you know, I gotta, I gotta feel some type of love. Um, no, he's not. He was born in fucking Mississippi. Yeah. Uh, I feel I feel like he knows the Pacific Northwest. How does he know? Well, I mean, I Portlandia. It's, it's well, that's just like one. Sh- but I know that. Um, let's see. Does is Carrie Brownstein? Carrie Brownstein's from Seattle. Okay, that's there why. we go. That's yeah. why she lived her entire life in Washington State, and that makes sense. She's also amazing. In any case, yeah. I think like those kind of you wonder who's watching, and I hope. I always, especially yeah. with the more niche ones, especially with the ones that are like, you know, producers or one of them, they've done a studio execs one. So it was, you know, yeah. like all the big, the, the big guys, you know. Yeah. Like, who the fuck else is interested? Because I wonder that I'm like, huh, fucking nerds. And then I'm sitting there like refreshing the page to watch it again. Like, you know, I as much as I make fun of people for doing this, like I sit around and do this all the time. Like if I'm not doing my homework, this is what I'm watching. This or comedy. And like... That's kind of all I do. Um, but that being said, that's only about half a mil- half a million views total yeah. of all those. But still, that's like enough. Yeah. I don't know. To me, that seems that's a reasonable crowd for me to perform in front of, you know? Um, that seems like the right number. Um, yeah. Well, I think also just one more thing to add, too, is the um, the whole the shared experience thing we were just talking about, why these conversations mm-hmm. are so interesting. What's really fun about the... Uh, especially the producer roundtables um less so with the director ones because they all have their different filming styles and whatever and those ones 
depending on who's in the conversation, those ones can get like contentious is too strong of a word, but there are certain things where people just simply disagree on things. But right. There is a certain, I don't, I don't know how to contain it into one phrase or one word or one sentence, but there's something about producing that seems pretty universal in terms of, we just, we need to get the money. We need people to finish the project. We need the money. We need to market it. We need to sell it. We need butts and seats. There's that level of competitive nature to what they do that every producer has to, you, you can't be a producer and be like it's fine you know like yeah no there's we'll no, do what we'll do yeah. schedule doesn't matter blah 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 because even if they say that to their director it absolutely does no, matter and they're is, just appeasing yeah, it does matter. so they all start you can tell they all start like giggling and stuff when they mention like you know my director was being a pain in the ass about blah 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 like you know yeah, wouldn't, yeah. wouldn't finish their shooting or whatever and like <laughs> everyone starts time. laughing because there's there's that level of like shared stress yeah. And just like needing and shared to get industry your fucking... knowledge. Yeah. That doesn't just... change based on a project. But actors, directors, cinematographers, they all have very different, you know, challenges per project. Yeah. But I think you're right. Like there is a shared sense of like I guess community in the in the way that you have to act as a producer because yeah. it doesn't really change that much. Yeah, and I think acting is I mean there there are principles of acting that certainly stay the same in terms of like being, being yes. a character and blah blah blah. But like you know, there are so many different styles of acting that people have, you know, ver- yeah. method versus, you know, just being Robert Downey Jr., for example, and just showing up and being yourself. But like Yes. There's so many different ways to do it and you work with so many different people and every project has to work differently. Your job is so different as an actor than it is a producer. So I think yeah, what I've said think, here is insignificant, but you get the point. Any in any case, I think just to sort of like one last I just want to talk about the India thing and the reason yeah. that I bring it up is because of this relationship that I've I've not particularly noticed the sort of like amicability or friendship necessarily on the in these videos, in my view, because I don't see like hugs or greetings or like a lot of like yeah. inside jokes or even not even inside, but more like layered in nuanced ways of thinking or not nuanced. It's innuendo, essentially, not sexual, just innuendo and stuff that's left, being left aside. But people can understand if you have some sort of industry knowledge or if you just like listen enough to actors speak. So the, again, back to the same round table that I've, I've seen now three times at this point. So I've seen this so many times. Like I remember all the answers and like, I not all the answers, but I know what they're talking about. And um, it's really interesting because in India, the problem or the, the, the tension starts showing when it's like regional differences so three of the actors there are from the south indian industries not all the same not all the same language but south indian actors actually act between languages very very easily Mm -hmm. so there are about four languages they will act in all those industries if they if they want to they need to so that industry sort of like knowledge but also comfort is very different from a hindi actor who's predominantly working for north indian masses that and i mean masses because they're in semi-rural like almost cities tier two cities which are like um slightly smaller than a like a new york or an la uh in indian terms so it's still like eight million people but it's just Mm -hmm. not as developed um and that's the difference so those kind of audiences versus a more uh 
literate and this is true literate south indian audience is just very different but yeah so the relationships are just very strange to to see um embodied on interviews such as these and so the three south indian actors only got comfortable towards the end of the the conversation and it was like an hour-long discussion and so they were just like warming up and all the other actors were like uh, at the first five minutes, one of the biggest stars in the country right now, he was like jumping around. It looked like he was on cocaine. I, I don't want to presume anything um, because he always looks like this and you cannot be that high and also working that much. So yeah. I, I think it's just how he is. He's like literally just high energy. Yeah. He's really high energy. Um, and he was just like bouncing to another actor and like so excited to see him and like they have never worked together. They don't even share any directors in common, um, if I recall correctly, not even the same kind of production houses or companies are working with them. And India is also pretty protective in terms of productions. Mm. Um, so like uh, this particular actor who was bouncing all up and down all up and over the walls, um, he's kind of the sweetheart for one specific company that's been around for like 50 50-ish years um but hasn't made too many films and continuously sees returns they are extremely profitable very few flops like genuine flops mm-hmm. um so it's a really different thing to be picked up and that's where his first film was was uh, helmed or whatever so it's just a very different vibe and the other actor that he was like all over uh he is someone who works with multiple production companies. He isn't tied down, but he's been making these kind of like more message forward films about sort of what I'm going to call the average Indian man and like what he may have to deal with. Like like one of the things he talks about is balding. Like that's actually one of his movies. It's literally about premature mm-hmm. balding. Another one is about sperm donation. Very different and very odd. And one is about his mom getting pregnant. His like 50 plus year old mom getting pregnant. Um, and him having to be like what the actual shit mom uh but oh okay um so i just that's that was my like very crazed rant about like the relationships and i think no it's very interesting connections yeah i mean it's really weird because uh people aren't interested in but that's my to my advantage because i'm an american talking about an industry so many miles away that i can i'm like specialized in one field (laughs) in a really really pertinent way so and the sad thing about that conversation it was like the last before covid so oh yeah it be and actors roundtables over zoom are the worst fucking thing yeah they're just they don't have the same energy as being in a room the roundtables are the same, too. They're just fucking awkward. I watched the producer's roundtable, the most recent one. Um, my boy Sandberg was in there. Um, oh, nice. You know, a couple others. But, like, yeah, it just doesn't have the same energy because everybody's sitting at home and they're like, well, let me answer this. Also, they edit them differently. They edit them so that they edit out, like, all the weird... Because some of the best stuff that happens in the... I was just thinking of another an actual actor's roundtable that's not producers. Um, I guess it was... What year was it? Maybe it was last year's, um, was it TV? Oh, God. I think it was TV. TV comedy mm-hmm. actors for, for, like, 2019. It was uh, Sacha Baron Cohen and uh, Don Cheadle and a bunch of other guys. 
right. fucking it was a great conversation um and it's more recent than the you know other one but and that was um, in person yeah or? yeah this is before everything shut down you know so yeah because uh, it's before the emmys um it was really fantastic conversation but a lot of the good stuff is you know when you can see two actors like having like the briefest side conversation while you, the moderator moves yes. on to another question which and we could spend another whole time talking about moderators because i have things Ooh, to say good, i just yeah, need interviewers them to... and moderators that i think is a good ep- next or yeah a next, follow next up episode or something. i need i need the hollywood reporter to stop putting stephen galloway <laughs> on you know the calendar for this i just fucking hate him anyway um what was I saying? Anyway, yeah, but it's, I think the energy is really lost in terms of, like, getting, you know, yeah. they have those, at least the Hollywood Reporter does this, like, you know, for breaks and questions and stuff, they show, like, pictures of, like, behind the scenes at the photo shoot that they're doing for the, you know, for the magazine or whatever, and it's it's just entertaining to see everybody interact with each other and be yes. like, oh, wow, they, like, they hang out, or, like, you know, they're buds, they're, you know, yeah. having fun, whatever, and you can see, especially for, because there's always, like, one person especially in the actors group there's always one person who it's their first time and they're just like happy to be there and you can tell they're just like soaking soaking it in they're like holy fuck kind of like the guy you were saying that has like you know the highest level of energy where they're just like i can't believe i'm sitting here like next to laura dern and like yeah this is what i get to do today you know that kind of thing so anyway um weirdly enough the one last thing about that is uh he was actually with his wife in that oh, really? she's also she's also a fantastic actor and she's much more well established in terms of like age and longevity uh, but they were rumored to be dating for like six seven years wow. and they appeared in several movies where they were like the main love interest and to the point where like the passion was just kind of like it hit you in the face every time they came yeah. on screen together um but they just got married. And so this was like their first interview together too, I think. Oh, and so cute. it was like, so they're sitting next to each other. And at one point he kisses her shoulder. And then every and then uh, the moderator goes, no PDA. <laughs> and everyone is like, and um, one of the new newbies, like one real newbie, he was like, he starts one of his answers being like, well, the thing is, I've been in love with at least two people in this room. And then, like, they were like, well, who? And then he points to the married the couple, woman yeah. and then another actress. And she was like, like, major crushes. And then he's, like, sitting there really awkwardly. But yeah, it's just, it's it's very endearing to watch. Just, like, you're right, to, like, humanize some yeah, of the just actors. just see people in their, you know, normal. And they've yeah. done, they've done roundtables a couple times um, in the past that were in front of a live audience and like you could just scroll through the comments and like nobody liked them because it just it puts a different it means you have to yeah. perform and they did it with actors too if you'd done it with producers or something it would have been like okay well i you know used to selling a movie but you don't normally have to perform if you put an actor in front of an audience i feel that's it that's it it takes out and they're filming and their camera's rolling and there's like prepared questions and whatever yeah it, that makes the it actor so much goes. more of an event or the, the actor not goes. the actor sorry the person goes and the actor comes The actor's like, oh, it's time to... And you could tell there are people... It was still an entertaining enough conversation, but you could tell that people are a little bit more on. So I I just like the ones where it's just them hanging out and just, yeah, doing it. It's fun. It is really fun. But I mean... Yeah. Yeah, you learn a lot. Yeah. Okay. That's it. We did it. We I feel like we really we took our topic of actors on actors and we really just kind of 
did the most with it. I'm proud of how we we made connections. We talk about things. We made points. Some points we, were not made. I won't name names, but it was me. Um, yeah. No, no, no. I think what we did is we were able to think about actors specifically and the two actors that we were really or the two conversations we were thinking about was just the Sandler pit one and then yeah Shia and Kristen I don't want to say their last names which was really funny because I would not say Brad and Adam but I would um, I'd say uh, yeah oh I I don't know but but there are too many Adams you know like that's true (laughs) so there's only one Shia Adam Driver Um, Adam Driver yeah can you imagine the conversation anyway um Adam Brody (laughs) That would, be, that would be a different Adam Sandler and Adam Brody in conversation. Make it or happen. Adam Driver and Adam Sandler. I would watch the hell. Out I of would that. watch the shit out of that episode. Oh my yeah. god! Yeah, definitely. Yeah. In any case, um, we hope you enjoyed the eighth episode of our Dumbass Podcast. Yeah. This was a lot longer than what we've been doing, but I think this was fun. Yeah. So. I think what we figured is that. We talk as much as we think we need to talk. There as is opposed... no consistency. There's, there's no consistency. I'm trying to make something out of nothing. Okay, just call me on this. I'm trying to rationalize. I'm doing that thing we're talking about where actors make sense of something that doesn't make sense. I'm gonna do that right now. We just, you know, we just talk. You know, there are conversations. Yeah, it's. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, since one's hands are so lyrical and we can't see each other, we just have a tendency to keep talking. And suddenly yeah. my hands are doing things that just... Mama They mia. don't even... What is this? I don't know. Yeah. Um, it's been a time, certainly, but shout out Zencaster for adding the... Uh, shout out. The, the visual feature. Not that we didn't already do this just looking at ourselves on Zoom, but, you know, this is... This makes it feel like it's a real thing. Um, Shh, don't tell them how the sausage is made. Yeah, it's, it's good sausage, though, I think. Let us know. Yeah. Tell, if it's the, tell us if the sausage is good. Um, hit us up is on Twitter. Is it well-seasoned? Or let's from hungry. Enough? Reach out. Has it been cured enough? I don't know what actually how sausages are made, so you don't let know. me know. There's a reason that saying exists. You is it know. packaged correctly? It's gross. It's disgusting. <laughs> Um. Anyway, on that note, on that note, hit us up, and if not, you'll hear from us anyway, whether you want to or not. See you next we'll, time. Yes, we will catch you in the next one. <laughs>